You're choosing today to live your best life. Hey, we got week number six. Week number six. Of Sunday Supreme. We are bringing in a live DJ to the studio today in Mr. Jonathan Cambridge. Y'all might remember him from one of the previous episodes. Um, he, he's putting in work today. Week three or week four? One, uh, two. one of those. One of those ones there. Yeah. Um, he has a bottle of barbecue sauce next to him. It's not him. I, he does. I left it here. With... I thought it was like his call sign because it's Sweet Baby Ray's. I thought he was saying this. He's DJ Sweet Baby Ray. Ray on the beat. It could be that if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan, man. Sweet, so sweet baby raised in the building. So football, obviously, yeah. uh, we're recording this at about three thirty. So we're getting to the end of some games. Um, you know what's interesting about football and sports overall? What do you think? How I'm just gonna take my Niners game for example. They were down like twenty six at halftime, and now it's a one score lead. My gosh, now, who are they? Who are they the playing? Chiefs? What? Patrick Mahomes. We're only wow. down by a touchdown now. But it's not odd, like, the NBA is the same exact way. Leads are never safe. They're never safe. Never safe. You'll be looking at, like, oh, this game's over, and then turn back five minutes later, and they're leading. Isn't that the wildest thing? It, it happens all the time. Why like is in that? professional sports. Why is that? Maybe, do you think because the players are just so good across the board? Like we, we But the other side that's winning is good, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the the playing field is more even than we think it is. Because they're all professionals, right? All Some professionals. just took it to another level. But if the level's even, then why can they take a 24-point a lead and then, bam, it's just gone in, like, 10 minutes? Like, why is that? Why can't they hold a lead? That frustrates me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm stuck there only because it's, like, different per team, maybe? I don't know. Maybe bad coaching. Or... Seems like the Patriots always come back. They always come back. It seems like the Warriors always never get come back on. Yeah. That's, that's a different level of talent. Yeah, it is. But while we're on the topic of the NFL, I wanted to talk about slightly okay. controver- very controversial. Um, I want to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Okay. Because in the terms of business, in the terms of living your best life, I feel there's a lot, a lot of meat on the bone to, to, to talk about. Happy Thanksgiving. Early. Happy way early. Good Lord. Very, very early. <laughs> Super very early. for reference, it's the end of September. <laughs> Shout out Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> Shameless plug for Thanksgiving. We're going to re-air this on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> um, wh- so, if anybody's been living under a rock or just got done being Amish, uh, shout out Amish. Shout them uh, out, too. <laughs> is Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, pro- silently protested during the anthem to uh, go up against uh, racial inequality, police brutality, uh, just overall nastiness that was going on in law enforcement and just the people's eyes when how we viewed race and, mm-hmm. and the differences. Yeah. Um, protested it by kneeling during the national anthem. Did it for a year or so. Uh, contract ended with the 49ers. He was never re-signed. Uh, now we're two years from then. Uh, he's still uh, been very vocal about it since. Gotten a lot of the NFL to be on the bandwagon with him and still uh, do the protest uh, across a couple different sports. 
um, but still kneel during the national anthem in honor of what he was doing and continue that protest. Um, and recently, Nike came out and said, hey, this is our spokes guy. We gave him a contract, and the I believe the motto was, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, dang it. Stand up for something even if it means sacrificing everything. There we go. Um, and Nike was obviously the number one talking point for the next two or three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone had had a very strong opinion, whether it was pro or con. There was really, there wasn't much in between. There wasn't much in between. Right. I, I would say there was probably maybe 20% was in the, okay, this doesn't affect my life, I don't care zone. Uh, most people were either very pro or very con. Okay. Um, what was your take on it all? I, I know that's a very broad question, but like, yeah. what, like, Nike, let's start with the perspective of Nike. What do, you, what do you think, from the perspective of Nike, how that move went for them? Do you think it went as expected? Do you like the move? You know what? I, I'm i on both sides, but I, I like it for both sides. For? For, for Nike. We're talking about Nike, so let yeah. me just stay with Nike. Okay. Um, I, I, think it was a, I think it was a genius move by Nike. Okay. Um, you know, some may question the sincerity behind it. That's very... That's very... Uh, True. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, but I mean, it it helped the cause, right? Because I mean, that's another pla- causes need yeah, platforms. Yeah, all, so, all yeah, all publicity is good publicity, right. especially when it's controversial already. You already, can't, you can't get more controversial than it already is. So. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, there the issue. Yeah, that's it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it is an issue. It it is. So I I think the fact that they're 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 even letting him be a face, no matter what the you know the the intention was for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it was a good move. I, I think it was a very good move. Like, I think it was very smart. Got a lot of young people to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends, we we don't really even you know text about investing a lot, but even they hit me up and were like, "Hey, I know you're not talking about me." Oh, I, I we talk yeah, about we, that that's all, all we talk about. <laughs> Your brother is an investor, is it, exactly. <laughs> a great exactly. one, yeah, yeah, an incredible one. No, I I don't view it so. From a business perspective, genius. It's a genius move um, because they got so much publicity. I think in the first day alone, it was mm-hmm. projected they got $43 million worth of free advertisement, right. free marketing. Um, but the downside to it, and, and you know, Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, knew this. He's had people that protested. He had right. people that burned their shoes, socks, shirts, whatever. Um, most of the shoes I saw being burnt were like lawnmower shoes. Like they weren't like, oh, shoot, you're burning your Nikes. They're like, those are Nikes. Like, <laughs> like people were doing that. Uh, I even saw a picture going around of a dude wearing socks and he had cut a square out where the Nike swoosh was. Oh my gosh. Um, and you what all my socks already look like. Have holes in them or have yeah. Nike swooshes? Uh, both. Oh, they just have holes. Okay, yeah. perfect. But other holes, like in the feet area. The Nike swoosh is still there. It's still there. So, yeah. and but then also, and as Nike probably predicted, they have people that are now 100% loyal to them. Mm-hmm. That otherwise would have, you know, just bought Adidas, bought Under Armour, went with Puma, whoever buys Puma, like, or went Nike. But now they're like, man, 100% Nike. That's all I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy their deodorant. I'm going to buy their socks. I'm going to buy whatever they... I don't play baseball, but I'll buy my baseball equipment. Like, now they're 100% loyal. Um, so I, I think they had a lot more of that than they had the extremist of, I'm going to burn everything I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very funny that in order to protest a silent protest, they're lighting things on fire, which seems kind of silly because they're protesting violently a silent protest. But that's besides the point. Man. It's almost proving. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, 
I think being extremist in any form or fashion, whether right or wrong, is wrong. Mm-hmm. So I agree. if you're going out and lighting things on fire, I think you're in the wrong no matter what you're standing for. Yep. That's just my personal opinion. And I think with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. I think when people were going through the town with, in Ferguson, flipping cars over and breaking in the stores, I think that's wrong. Like, no matter what issue you stand for, it can be done peacefully. It can. And I think dating back to when uh, the civil rights movement started with Martin Luther King, that was his whole stance. Right. Was violence was never going to be the way to get and this done. And I, I think that that's a great point because, and I, you know, being an African American, you are man. On the next episode, we found out <laughs> John's ethnicity. Oh shoot! We're but, gonna send him um, for a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Results in three, four days. I think if you pay like eight ninety nine, I think the extra express shipping. Yeah. yeah. But um. <laughs> back, to, back to the subject. Back to the subject that's really serious. You are black. Yep. And um, in the United States of America, right, I just don't think you can ever get anywhere violently protesting in a place mm-hmm. where that that's how the place was founded. Like, you can't beat the United States as its game. Like... Regardless, they're they're set know, up for that. You just can't beat people out of their opinions yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And violence is not the way to do it. It's like if you're arguing with someone, if you start coming at them personally and start coming at them like aggressively, you're only going to make them dig their heels in. Right. You see that on social media all the time where people argue and argue and argue and all they're doing is getting more and more set in their own opinions right. that they started with. They're not moving. You're not, you're not, you may win the argument, but you're not going to win the person. You're right. not going to get them onto your side. Right. Um, and I understand like, where the frustration for all that can come from. Because mm-hmm. you can be super passionate. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you're just, you know, you're expressing it in, in, in your way, which is, you know, violent at the time, which, again, is just not good for anybody. No. I can see it, but I I don't want to. I can see the emotion coming out, but I think it's yeah, got to yeah. be controlled because it doesn't look good for your side. It, exactly. It, it, it doesn't look it, good. It helps. It, a matter of fact, it helps the other side a lot. Uh, absolutely. A lot. Especially in the United States. Of absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when any, anytime it, it will bring up, uh, Donald Trump, for example, anytime mm-hmm. he has a word slip, they use that as ammo against him. Right. Um, and whether or not you're on one side or the other, doesn't matter. You'll, you'll definitely, once you get that ammo, you're going to fire it. So, right. Um, so what do you think about Colin Kaepernick in the situation? He was out of the, he was out of the public's eye. And let me say one thing about Nike. Yeah. The kind of, uh, before we get onto the Colin side, the one thing that makes me feel it's less sincere than sincere, that it's more just for the marketing side, is two things. A, the inequality that they've already shown in how they produce their items, Mm -hmm. where they're paying people cents on the dollar to create their apparel. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand in order to, uh, if the option, I get that big, big companies do this and until it's outlawed or until there's rights put in place by those countries, it's continually going to be done. And I know we look at it, oh, they're getting three cents or blah, blah, blah. They may not get anything if it weren't for them. So I I don't know all that, but I do know there's other ways it could be done that are more kosher. Um, And then the second thing is, why is Nike just now stepping in? Why is, why is not, why did it take three years? Mm Mm-hmm. When the issue wasn't gone, but the NFL had already stepped in with a new rule. Colin Kaepernick was already in the in the midst of uh, about to be suing the NFL. There was all this. I mean, the issue at hand, what started it, had kind of gone away. Like, no one was at the water cooler talking about it anymore. It wasn't a debated topic. Uh, it just, it seems like Nike just came in at a very convenient time. 
and when they could, if this is what they stood for from the beginning, could have been like, Colin, get on here. We're going to brand this. We're going to have your back kind of thing. Mm. That, that's that's kind of where I view a little less sincerity and a, view, a little bit more. Now, like I said, whether or not, genius for business. Um, but the other thing I view for sincerity is you also have somebody else on your team in LeBron James who's been super vocal about this issue in different ways. Um, and you could have easily used him, and he's more influential, but safer and would garner them a lot less negative uh, branding. So that's that's why I kind of see this a little less sincere, personally. But what do you think? Uh, we'll get off that. I mean, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick in the situation? I, do you feel he's the right person, right face for it? it? I mean, in the results, it kind of seems that way, right? I, I feel like again, from from what we talked about about the the ways to go about certain things. So just let me address the issue first mm-hmm. and how I feel about how he went about that, and then I'll get to how I feel like it worked for him. Go for it. When I first, when I first saw it, mm-hmm. I was like, it doesn't necessarily kind of do much by just kneeling at a national anthem. You're going to keep playing in the game and they're going to still pay you mm-hmm. millions of dollars to play the game okay. until he lost his job. When Colin Kaepernick lost his job, it, it kind of made sense for me. And I, I just thought it was kind of senseless. Like, and I thought, at first, I thought it was very senseless. Um, I still, for any other like player that does it though, mm-hmm. and they're still getting paid, mm-hmm. like if Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed lost their job by taking the knee. Well, so they I also feel it was effective. I won't speak for Eric Reed because I loved Eric Reed as a safety. I don't know. I can't. I haven't done enough research or, or watched that happen enough to have a strong opinion about it. But Colin Kaepernick also was not doing his job. Yeah. He was not doing his job yeah, before I mean, it even he, started. He, he wasn't playing super well, but again, we talked about this off air. He wasn't the starter. <laughs> he, you can't tell me Blaine Gabbert's better than Colin Kaepernick. And you can't tell me that there's not a lot of... No. We're, we're Colin, not, no, Colin we're, Kaepernick, we can, we can. Colin Kaepernick wasn't the starter when this started. No, he was not. He was not the starter. It had already been was, deemed from a skill standpoint that mm-hmm. Blaine Gabbert was the better choice. From when, before what, before he started kneeling, as as Chip Gabe, Kelly is the head coach, who has have a, a proven history of going to the NFL mm-hmm. and dismantling teams in a way that just doesn't make any sense at all. But why would Chip Kelly, in a high volume, high quick offense, not want the fastest quarterback, most athletic, successful quarterback currently in the NFL at that time to be his quarterback, to be at the helm of it all? Why wouldn't he? He had picked a slow, mm-hmm. non-athletic, yeah. non-proven yep. quarterback in Blaine Gabbert to be his starter. Sure. So it was determined before yeah. any of this controversy and started that he was not the starter. Yeah, and, and look, you know, um, I, I can admit, you know, he his completion percentage was terrible, like, the year before. And oh, he wasn't good at all. Like, it wasn't yeah. that good, but you got to remember. He switched coaches. T- he switched, switched coaches, coordinators. coordinators. I get that it. That is huge. No, I get it. I understand, you know? but he didn't even know the playbook. Like, I understand you got a new offensive coordinator, new thing to run. Up until um, two months before the season started, Colin didn't even know the playbook. Yeah. How can you expect to be the quarterback of an offense when you don't even know what play is what? I just he saw- lost 20 pounds of muscle. You know it's muscle because that's all he was. He lost 20 pounds over the offseason, didn't mm-hmm. know the playbook. And it, it just, I, I don't think it was 100% because of his antics. 
I, I think it's a it's a nice mixture. I, I do think his antics were involved for 32 teams to pass up on him as even a backup quarterback. Which is nuts to me. I understand that to that extent, but it's very viable that he was not deserving of a spot as a starter because he was already shown on a team that was expected to maybe get two wins with Blaine Gabbard as his competition that he wasn't good enough. I get, I can get behind the starting part, mm-hmm. but as a backup, can't he, can't get behind the fact he's not. He, to me, he's blackballed, dude. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think so. Just for him to not even be on one, I think it's a NFL team. But here's the thing: why take? And Blaine I, Gabbert got another. I don't think job, it's a blackball thing. Terrible. I just think teams are much more willing to take risks on players when they're going to bring a lot of success to a team. Like, I feel. I just feel like players that have. Any form of controversy, like uh, mm-hmm. Nate McDonald for the 49ers, a lot of controversy came out about him, defensive end. He still played because he was, and he was beating women, throwing them on beds full of illegal assault rifles and doing all this craziness. He still played. Uh, what's his name for the Cowboys? Freaking, oh God, defensive end, I can't remember his name. Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, yeah. piece of trash human. Like, did the most constantly, and the Browns still took him in. Pac-Man Jones <laughs> kept the job, then went to Cincinnati. You have... Um, um, Ray Rice, who still was only going to get like a two-game suspension before the NFL realized they were idiots for knocking out a woman unconscious, right? Like, uh, or uh, James Winston, were just kind of a slap on the wrist for potential sexual assault, and he gets like two-game suspension for that and stealing crab legs. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, I, I think. I feel the justice system the, the NFL screwed the up. The NFL as it is. is just terrible. Like yeah. they're just really bad. Yeah, they, they. They and switch up, first off, when it comes to the game itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, the switch up, yeah, They, sw- they switch up so absolutely. much on those players, celebrations, all that. Mm-hmm. And then, just I, I just feel like how, like you said, their, their justice system in there, I think it's a direct reflection of ownership. Like, Yo, the owners yeah. run the league. Absolutely. Right? It's their job. It's their job to run the league. Mm-hmm. And I just think they, ju- they do an atrocious job. The I NBA, think it's they're selfish. The NBA is the exact opposite. Exact opposite. Exact opposite. at on Instagram. Can you say that one more time? Zachary.faust.loft on Instagram. Um, no, the NBA is, uh, is a complete opposite. I think when Adam Silver mm-hmm. came in, so he was only in for a week. When the Clippers owner came out, where it came out with that audio okay. of him talking to his uh, his girlfriend, crazy, <laughs> using the N word and like yeah, saying all this just nasty, going in, yep. just super racist stuff. That came out. Adam Silver, I think he was in for like a week or two. Couldn't it was not long, and the man had a press conference. He did not go back and forth. He said, "You are permanently banned from this league. Oh, and you're gonna give us a million dollars." Yeah, and and, <laughs> and and that right there. Set the precedence that, mm-hmm. okay, the laws that were set up for us in the NBA are, 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 are in place. Mm-hmm. And he, had and the he has our backs. He had the players. Exactly. Both those so, things were set. There was no line in the sand. Yep. It was in concrete. Here's the line. Do not cross it or you're done. I think it was same with um, what's-his-face beforehand. Uh, I can't remember his name either. I'm doing terrible with names right now. The owner prior to. Of prior. Oh, the um, Stern. David Stern. Yeah, David Stern. Uh, the issue that came about with the uh, with the ref that they found that he was gambling on games, immediately Got complete ban, gigantic fine. Like yeah. they don't play games. They don't. And the players know that they have their back, and that's why they don't. Yo, NBA players, like 
for the money they make, the people that they can put themselves around, mm -hmm. the environment that they grew up, a lot of them grew up in, professional athletes a lot of times grow up in terrible environments right. and they're just already influenced. Like, for the influence that they already have, man, they nothing really comes out about nothing that. Nothing really comes out about the NBA. NBA uh, like, LeBron has had a flawless off-the-court career. Yep. Dwayne Wade has had a flawless off-the-court career. A pretty, pretty, pretty flawless. flawless. Yeah. Almost completely flawless. Um, like, you can go down the line of players that had incredible careers, mm -hmm. and like a Tim Duncan, a Kawhi Leonard, a DeMar DeRozan, a James Harden, a Chris Paul. Like, none of them. No. Where it seems like Every team in the NFL has issues. Every time. And that that's why I feel like yeah. they blackball Colin Kaepernick. Because it's just the way they they went about that situation, man. Like, and how, how big of a deal it was. You always talk about, you know, the total opposite situation in the NBA. Like, how they protest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still protest. How they're able in different to, ways. Though. In different ways, and yeah. they're, they're not calls. kneeling during the nation, but during the national, national anthem, during the nation, during the nation when the nation is on. Yeah, can't do anything when the nation's on. When the nation's on, you better turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> the room is orange. The room. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's totally yeah. it's totally different. And uh, again, it's because the NBA has players' backs, mm -hmm. and they also are just they're. It seems like they're focused on all the right things. The NFL's terrible. They're, yeah. They are absolutely... And they suffer for it. Yeah, I mean, you have players that are being... Or the, not players that are being raped, but players that are raping women, beaten, all this nasty craziness going on. And they spent like two and a half years uh, going back and forth in court about something to do with the flat and some footballs. Come on. <laughs> like, like, their priorities are just... It goes to the Supreme just, Court. Yeah, their priorities Goodness are just wild. Gracious. Like, you have players that are committing suicide because of the, because of the brain damage that your mm -hmm. sport's doing. But you're more worried about a dude that just doesn't want to stand up for a national anthem. And here's the thing. Now, Colin Kaepernick has done some things outside of the kneeling that are atrocious. I won't even, like, mesh words. Like, wearing the, the shirt with dictators right on it. Again, forgetting his name. <laughs> I can't remember his daggone name. Oh, who, Fidel Castro? Fidel Castro, man. I forgot I'm just here to answer. I'm your brain today. You're, exactly. You're my name brain. Um, wearing the socks with uh, with the, the pigs. pigs and uh, yeah, with the police pigs that on them. Like, those are stupid, stupid things to do. To come out and say outright that all law enforcement's crooked. Like, that's you can't do that. You can't do that. Those are silly things to say and do. And that's where I kind of like him. Like, and, and here's the other thing. When he started catching flack, he stopped kneeling. He started standing like by week 12 of that season. He stopped kneeling. A lot of people forget about that. Like, So as a person, like I don't know. But the kneeling in of itself, 100% for it. Yeah, it's I, a peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. He is not not on the field. He's not right. turning his back or something like that. He's not even sitting. He is kneeling. Why is it that in this aspect it's viewed as disrespectful, but in any other realm it's viewed as super respectful? In the form of royalty, you kneel for them. In prayer, you kneel. To any form of God, you kneel. When you're at a grave for somebody, you kneel. The military, you kneel. And like, remember, even in soccer games, when someone got hurt on the field, what'd you do? You, you took a knee. You took a knee. In Game of Thrones, that princess is always saying, bend the knee because to respect me. Like, but in this, it's for it's viewed as disrespectful. Like, I could view sitting as disrespectful, but guess who was the one that suggested he kneel? A Navy SEAL. Mm. A former Navy SEAL is the one who said, hey man, 
first game of the year. I know you're doing this all in preseason. How about we do this instead so you can still have your message, but it's viewed as more respectful. A Navy freaking SEAL said that. If you think you have more of an opinion or more of a right to what is patriotic and what's not than a Navy SEAL, I'll be the first to tell you you don't. <laughs> you aren't even on the same spectrum. And I this served is coming in the, from the, I yeah, served in the, military. in the military. I'm exactly. not even in the so same you, paragraph you know, as this guy. Know. I'm not in the same book. Like, this guy has all the right to decide what's patriotic and what's respectful. Right. We don't. I'm yeah. sorry. We don't. We don't. Us average Joes, average servicemen and women, do not. Do not. From a man who put his life on the line on numerous occasions for his country, he has the right to say, hey, maybe this is a better option. Regardless, I like we went into the NBA NFL route because it yeah. also kind of ties into what we were saying about how teams can have a gigantic lead and then it can just dwindle away. The NFL was America's sport, and the NBA is like maybe a year or two away from being America's sport. Yeah, and I how? feel like it's in that same year too. It's going to become the world sport. I don't know if it's ever like going to take over sport. soccer. I think it, soccer is close. Make, no, I think. The same way the NBA is making its way into other countries, I feel soccer is making its way into our country. That's very true. I feel that both... Philadelphia Union! <laughs> Shout out the Union. I got season tickets. Um, we go pretty often. We have a good time. Um, I feel like... I feel I feel honestly mm -hmm. that video games are a big reason for that. Oh I feel that my FIFA in America is humongous. It's humongous. And I feel 2K in all the other countries is humongous. I feel those are big reasons why. And yes, Madden's available over there, and yes, football's growing over there too, but I think the NBA has done an awesome job of branding their people. Yes. Branding their people. Clay Thompson takes yearly trips to China because of how much they love him. They loved Derrick Rose. Come on now. James Stephon Harden. Marbury was an NBA player first. He has a statue in China. <laughs> <laughs> Stephon Marbury has a... He's, Listen, Stephon Marbury. He only had two or has, three amazing years, too. Like, I'm going to look up where Stephon Marbury is from real fast. I don't want to say New Jersey, and he's from there. But just to let you he's know. He's from that area. But either way, it's just the fact that. So let's where, get. Where's where he from? Let's get into life based off of this while you look he's up. He's from where, Brooklyn, New York, yeah. I think. He went to Brook uh, High School and Lincoln, where. Our boy Sebastian Telfair played. Sebastian Telfair. Wow. But um, so he has I, a statue in China because basketball is that great. So we can link this to every Roman life. You ready? Mm -hmm. I'm about to link this sports conversation to CEOs, superstars, mm -hmm. and average Joes. Mm -hmm. You ready? Why is it that once you make it to the top, it's so hard to stay there? In every realm. Well, in music, in sports, at your job, everywhere. When you make it to the top, why is it so hard to stay there? I, I think maybe when, when were you on, John? Like two weeks ago or a week or something? Like two weeks ago? When we were kind of, kind of grazing over it a little bit? Yeah. I don't want to dive in. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we all want to be successful. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Mom. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rock, paper, scissors for it? All right. That's two out of three. All right, you one. got that one. Alright, uh, one and one. One and one. Alright. Wow. You win. Uh, uh, I thought that was like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I actually oh threw up a gun instead of scissors. Yes, you win. Go ahead. Oh my goodness. Go this ahead. country. <laughs> Paper is <scissors>, gun. <laughs> I win. 
I'll go first while you laugh. Yeah, go um, ahead. <laughs> we all talk about wanting success, and we all talk about, you know, just we want to do this, we want to do that, we want to be superstars, we want to be famous. Mm-hmm. But it seems like every time we make it to a milestone, we stand there way too long just being like, yeah, we're here. Mm-hmm. Like, you make it from just your 9 to 5 to now your shift manager, and you become a, an a-hole, or you go from... You know, you were the you were the main guy here, and like you were just a guy recording music, and then you made it onto a stage here in Delaware or wherever you are, and now you're the stuff. Like, why is it people lose that grind and lose that passion the minute they see just a minuscule amount of success, or or like in terms of making it? Like, there's so many people have one hit and it's everywhere, and then you never hear anything else from them. Maybe that was all they set out to do. No, it's get like a you know like maybe someone said you know what. I want to be a music star. They become a music star. No, they what had a they had a big hit. That's not being a music star. In their eyes, it might have been. You're, no, you're, if they want to be a music star, they mean they want to be paid for it. For they want a day. They got paid. Okay, you like get 30, paid. Some of them got paid like thirty bucks. <laughs> like they uh, get, people knew who they were. Yeah, but like let's take uh, the we Lo- was it we love Memphis, the one that did the hit the Quan. I don't even know what that kid's name is. I think it's like we love Memphis or something yeah. like that. They had the shout out one. Memphis. Like, people like uh, Baby Bash, people like the Yin Yang Twins, people like, you know, you could go down the line of all these people who had one or two songs, and then, like, you're on the biggest stage. You can talk to whoever you want, you can be with whoever you want, you can make whatever music you want, and you just don't. Like, well, I don't don't understand that. And that can go into just regular everyday life. Why is it that people are like, man, I want to have a, I want to look great. And then they go to the gym for a week, and they're like, all right, cool, I'm done. Or they want to get on a diet, and they, like, eat one protein shake instead of two pancakes, and they're like, all right, I'm thin. Like, or this is too hard. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Or how people lose 20 pounds and then gain back 30. I don't want to get that. Like, so, that one I kind of get sometimes because, like, Cheddar's is really good. <laughs> and me and John just came back from there. And I had a salad this time, though. Cheddar's is fantastic. But I had the, the ground beef and the cheese. But no, I, I hear you. I, I do hear you. Like, I just feel like it's it's different per person, like who that person is. Because if everybody had the same mind state as LeBron James, Drake, um, Jay-Z. Yeah. Um, let's throw an actor in there. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, not everyone um, is, is meant to be super yeah. successful. I'm talking even on a minuscule level, like where we're at. Like, for example, like, let's say this podcast is getting 50 views an episode, just being chill with that and just being like, cool, that's fine. Like, and acting like it's a real big deal. And Yeah. Or, or, or here's this, having uh, Gary Vanderchuk on one time or getting Deron Harmon on one time and we have one episode that spikes to like 10,000 episodes right. or 10,000 views, like not capitalizing on that. We've talked about this yeah. with other musicians in Delaware. Right. Like, having that one opportunity, that one moment, and then not capitalizing on it. Right. And just, like, allowing it to be what it is. Like, oh, this is awesome, but not, like, building off of it. Yeah. I, I think I, I think it's huge. I think there's a, there's a certain... There has to be a certain tunnel laser focus mm-hmm. that is pinpointed on one thing. And I think that's either what they set out to do or who they set, set out to become. Because think about all the people like we've mentioned, that you mentioned musically, right? Mm-hmm. From the content of what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you think they really cared 
about the influence they're having on people? It's, it's different. I don't know any of these people personally. I just, but it, here's I just a, think it's, you, you, people have to have, it has to be people of different mind states that were just, I guess the way I view it, the way I view it is if you're going to set out to do something, do it right. Do it great. Like, if you're putting blood, sweat, and tears into making music, mm-hmm. you're putting blood, sweat, and tears into it. Day after day. And you get an opportunity. You get uh, some, uh, you know, second-tier rapper to shout you out. You get uh, a producer to use your beat. Right. You get, you know, you can name a million different things that could happen. You're on a concert side-by-side with somebody that, that's got a lot of influence. Like, how could how could you not take that and make that in something great why are you just going to sit there in that moment like why are you going to get to the top of that mountain which is obviously a pretty big mountain if it's like something great like that like Mm -hmm. someone has a lot of influence side by side with you or shouting you out why are you sitting on that mountain just celebrating instead of looking for a bigger mountain like you have that vantage point now you have that connection you have that availability I just feel if you put your blood sweat and tears into something why are you just going to let an opportunity like that go away yeah. Like in real estate, like if someone comes up to me and is like, hey, I want to sell my $5 million property and then I have, I don't know, Rihanna it, it come in, like I want this beach house. I want this, like not that she would buy a $5 million, she'd probably buy a $20 million one. <laughs> but let's say I get a call from like, I don't know, Dwayne Wade's people. He wants a home down in Rehoboth. I got to make it happen. You don't think I'm going to blast that closing to, like, the not the tri-state area, like, the entire East Coast? Right. That I am Dwayne Wade's preferred realtor? Right. Like, I would blast that for years. For years. Yeah. Because it's legitimacy. Yeah. As an artist, if you are, as a podcast person, if you get a shout-out from someone that has a million followers, freaking make that go viral. If you are, I don't know, if you even meet Channing Tatum on the street, just say, hey, man, can I shoot a quick selfie with you? Have a video and just shout out your, or shout out whatever you do, just with him on the screen. Just like, people have so many opportunities in life. And and again, I'm speaking on big terms. Like, you don't have to be an entrepreneur or be trying to create something. You don't have to be. Yeah. Just be in life. Like, you get that one promotion and then you settle down. Like keep going i don't understand why if you got this life to live why you're just settling for what you currently have on your plate like everybody wants money everyone wants happiness everyone wants time everyone wants energy but the moment we get a little bit of it we just settle like why not get more not to say you can never be satisfied you can be satisfied with where you are and still hungry for more you can do that. You don't have to be like dissatisfied and angry all the time. Right. You can be super satisfied with where you are. I'm super satisfied if God has me right here and this is where I'm meant to stay. But at the same exact time, I'm going to still strive for more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still strive to get that phone call one day from someone out in L.A. that wants a, a beach house down here or a home up in Hokesson, so that a getaway home because they searched for realtors here and they found out we are the top dogs. Like... That'd be awesome. But once that happens, I'm not just going to say, oh, that happened. I'm bringing it up in casual conversation. I'm like, oh, yeah, Giselle, I bought her, I helped her buy a home. <laughs> like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, everyone's going to know it. Right. <laughs> Everyone and their grandparents are going to know it. So I just, and that's just my perspective. And I say music because you two are music people. But right. it could be anything. It could be literally anything. 
it could be literally anything it could be your job it could be your family it could be it could be whatever it could be absolutely whatever it it, it could be with your relationship as soon as you win somebody over to to start like having affection towards you yeah quitting doing the things you used to do it could be something like that yeah it could be like you're going day after day trying to win someone's affection. You got their affection. You're like, all right, I'm bored. Like, it could be that. Yeah. All streams of life. It could be any stream of life. I just don't understand why people continue not want to grow themselves and just keep themselves in this cycle of I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm way up here. Okay, I'm done. Like, I'm going to go back to here. Okay, I'm way up here. Okay, I'm down here again. Like, and just go on this weird roller coaster. Why not just stay on a steady climb? Why? Stay on a steady climb from, from now when you're in your 20s, and by the time you're in your 40s, you're going to be way up here permanently, not on these little highs. And, and that, again, that could be any realm. It doesn't have to be money. doesn't have to be energy. doesn't have to be time. doesn't have to be your job. doesn't have to be your relationship. Maybe you don't want to get married. Maybe you want to have 17 dogs, and that's it. Maybe you want a cat, and you want to live in an apartment in New York City painting. Like, whatever you want to do, just do it. Like, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Tie it all in. <laughs> Sorry to rant. Cams, no, what you, Cams, what do you think? You're over there with your headphones being an MC. You know, as, as I listen to this, you know, there's a lot of very valid points are brought up. I mean, I agree with I agree with everything you said. Uh, people do just get get a taste of that success, and they just, and for whatever reason, either it's too hard, or you're just like you don't know the next steps. Yeah, that could be a big thing. Just ignorance. They just mm -hmm. don't know what to do with what they have. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for instance, yeah. So th that that's that's awesome. It could be overwhelming. It's that's awesome. perfect. They I, could just exactly. So, they haven't. But here with that, and I'm sorry again. No, no. I know people listening at home are like, dude, stop interrupting people. Like, with that, I mean, yes, that's perfect. Like, people just may not know what to do with that. Um, let's. Um, what's a local something? Some a firefly. Mm -hmm. Let's say, let's say cams. Your boy, or, or you, let's say you, let's say you get in at Firefly, you're DJing, all right? And you're like, man, I don't know what to do now, I'm just going to DJ this, and then and, and before you know it, the flash in the pan's done, and your chance to, like, make yourself bigger from that was gone. But you knew you were going to be there for six months. It's not like they called you the day before. You knew for six months. You could have linked up with the right people to figure out. You could have learned. I feel people aren't, and even if it's a split second situation, like you get a call to J Cole, from J. Cole to go out to LA, right, right. done, and you know what to do with that situation mm -hmm. because you've trained for it and you've me you've mentally had it there your entire life. You've trained for it, you've practiced for it, you've grinded for it day after day after day. I feel a lot of people, yeah, they may not know what to do, but I think that's on them for not knowing what the next step was. Like you can't just focus on the next step. You got to focus on three steps from now, 10 steps from now. So you know what to do when those situations in life that do jump you five steps at a time. Like you gotta know what to do. For instance, and I don't think I've said this publicly yet, I'm writing a book and I know what would happen if my book sold 10 copies to my mom and I know what I would do and how to go forward if it sold a million because I've researched it and I've read the people who you know, they write a book every year or two and they sell 10,000 copies and that's how they live. I've read the ones where they sold one book, it blew up and now they can just literally just write books and because their name's on it, it'll sell. 
and I've read the people who have written five books and they got like a hundred total sales, and then all of a sudden someone got them, they got someone to shout this out on a big podcast or show, and then it blew up. Like, you have to know where your steps are because life can really hit you with the good stuff just as much as it hits you with the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. People Bias. think it's exactly, and people think it's just the bad stuff because they they don't take the good stuff and run with it. People focus on the bad stuff because it can shoot you down and you stay there. But I think just as much good stuff happens at just the same rate. And we just allow it to happen and let it walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> no, I, I, just silence. I hear you. Just people are like, is I, I wanted, is I wanted to give them like a, a little breather how, for a second. How far are we in? Uh, we are 39 minutes. 39 minutes. That's perfect. That's perfect. Cool. So capitalize, capitalizing your opportunities. But and I, I, I think that's what bringing it all together. Nike and Colin Kaepernick, they both capitalize on the opportunity. They capitalize it's a platform on the platform for one, and whoever's ahead of you, you can easily catch up. Whoever's ahead of you, yeah, because the person above you more than likely can get a little complacent. Now, if you got someone above you that's grinding every single day, guess what? You just got to grind more. Yeah, I know a boy, my one person that's going to be an agent of mine. Or if our, I hate to say mine, I'm not his boss, but he's going to be on our team. He's he's a, 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 Muay Thai, a Taekwondo fighter that's going to be in the Olympics. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's going to be he's going to be in Vegas in October, and I'm gonna go. I'm hoping to go out and watch him. If My not, goodness. I'm going to be at his Olympic trials. And he knows the people that are out there grinding, and the people that are just naturally talented. He can beat the guys that are naturally talented. Talent beats skill when skill doesn't work hard. Or, like that's easy. Yeah. Skills develop. Talent's born with. Skill beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's just easy. Easy how that's just how it goes. He's more worried about, and I'm sure he knows this about the people that are up there grinding and doing the two a days and waking up at six. Well, guess what? He's up at five thirty. They're doing two days. He's doing three days. Mm-hmm. They're doing three minutes of tape. He's doing an hour of tape. Like he, you just gotta outgrind, outwork. And that's I think where a lot of people get turned off. Like oh, so and so's already been doing it for two years. He's got a two year head start. Well, guess what? Every day you sit around, another day you're gonna be behind. That's how people view. Oh, I got mm-hmm. forty pounds to lose. Well, guess what? Every pound you gain is gonna be another one. <laughs> so, yeah. every day you don't is another day you could have lost something. Like it's it, that. That's just life. That's just life. You gotta start somewhere. Yeah. You don't start. You're just gonna keep digging yourself a bigger hole. Like yeah. it's just silly. Like it's like being a, it's like it's like being in a sinking car. And you just kind of looking around like, oh, man, there's already an inch of water in here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shoot. It's already up to my knees, man. Why Why even start? Like, right? you're going to die. <laughs> like, but that's life. Because eventually, you're going to die. <laughs> and if that's you keep, very true. You keep watching that water rise, and you're just like, man, it's too late. It's up to like my chest. Why? Why? I'm just gonna start holding my breath now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're gonna die eventually. Colonel Sanders didn't start KFC until he's 64 years old. He's tried to sell his recipe to like 300 different restaurants, and eventually someone picked him up. And now, look. There, there. Like, <laughs> and now they're shooting those really awkwardly weird KFC commercials. <laughs> With the new Colonel Sanders, who can Colonel be Sanders anything. and Colonel Sanders family, I'm sure, very well off and satisfied. Yeah, with what they're, he did for them. they're they're doing they're, well. They're okay. No, they're, I'm saying they've gotten to a point where like he's just he did great. Because even when you're that age, you still have to worry about leaving your legacy. 
Like, yeah. he may only had 30 years good. I don't know how long he ended up living, but maybe 30 years, maybe only 20 years. But guess what? His family, for generations and generations on, are going to remember what he did. He's got a nasty. He's, he's Colonel Sanders. Like, I love Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Everybody can thank Colonel Everyone Sanders. Everyone can thank him, like thank except you. vegetarians. Oh man, but they got mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. Yeah, they're they still, do. They're so still thank him, biscuits. vegetarians. Thank, thank him. him. <laughs> he's got great biscuits. <laughs> you know who? I'm not gonna do this. We we're talking about Colonel Sanders, and you brought up biscuits. So I was about to just go into a biscuit rant. <laughs> you think we have time for a biscuit rant? There's a quick one. Man, I'm gonna let you think about what you just said. Now that hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm gonna let you think about that real quick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're gonna end the podcast before I start. Crying. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna end oh, the podcast man. like right around. Oh the man, it's uh, an insider that hurt. But that hurt. Not, that honestly, not a joke, that honestly like, like teared me up a little bit. I'm sorry. It's man. all good, big guy. I know you didn't mean it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know you didn't mean it. That was my guy. Man. Live your best life. Live your best life. We shouldn't Live your best life. We usually give three names, so we have to do that really fast. Rest in peace, Biscuit. Yes, that one too. If the people who are here is laughing, it's not funny It's not funny. But if you just... Or if you're sitting there like, yo, what does this mean? My I'm, my dog of 14 years, I had to put him down myself. Like, we had to bring him there, put him down. I had to bury him a day ago. What was so. the dog's name? Biscuit. So, that's it. And I love Biscuit, too. Yeah, it's my fault for saying, even saying Biscuits, but then you said, I'm going to go on a rant about Biscuit, and I'm like, oh, man, that oh, hurts. Man. That, that, that was it's all good. It's badly timed. It's all good. Uh, so, we can do Nike. Nike. Just do it. Just do it. I only have a certain amount of characters to use, so we could just use Nike. J D D I. I don't think people are gonna understand what that means. Sure. I think J D I is also a sound brand. Okay. J B L. J B L. My bad. Um, Nike. What are we gonna do? Nike. Tenille or not Tenille? I only got a certain amount of characters. Oh my gosh! I can't I'm use these long these names. Flawless long names. Nike. But kneeling is already associated with Nike. People are gonna know what that means. Um. Sunday Supreme number five. Nike. Oh man, we we didn't have a ton of quotables this time. Not a ton of quotables. We always have that one quote. Yeah, that. There was something you said at the beginning. It was a whole phrase, and I was like, "Yo, that that could be the name of this one," and I lost it. So me even bringing it up was kind of worthless. So sorry. <laughs> Nike. Sweet um, baby Ray's. Sweet baby Ray. There we go. There we go. Sweet baby Ray's. Sweet baby Ray. Um, Nike. NBA. What was what was the thing? All right, so when you're talking about how the water is rushing in, yeah, I th- I think that's an incredible analogy. First off, that's what it is. I, I, I think that was, yeah, that was absolutely genius. So can we like try to find? That's actually else? an analogy I didn't steal. Like I didn't get that from reading. No, no, it. that's you, actually I just thought it. I, this I, is I'm a, gonna keep that one. Please, that's exactly how it's original. Water is rising. Yeah, what the water's rising. The water's rising. The water's rising. Nike. Barbecue. I, I can't fit Sweet Baby Ray's. SBR's barbecue. I feel they would know what that <laughs> is. SBR. I love initials. Can you tell? Baby Ray's. Barbecue. <laughs> Let's do the whole thing. Baby Ray's. S S six B B R N K E. Check the call sign. But yeah, if you if you missed it or we didn't dive into enough, that's what we're saying. Like, like with the car. Like, if you're in a situation you don't want to be in, you're in a car. Just cracking your knuckles on the mic. Yeah. 
you're in a car. You may have been in that car for good intentions, but you're now on a lake, a river, the water's rising. You didn't intend for it to be this way, but the longer you sit there, the higher that water's going to rise. The closer you are for just being over, you're going to die. You're going to be at the bottom of a lake somewhere with no legacy left. That's Just a very wet car. Just a super wet car. The longer you wait to try and break that window and start trying to get out, like, I don't know about y'all, but I keep a window breaker and a seatbelt cutter in my car because I'm a white guy. And I prepare for situations that will never happen. That will never happen. (laughs) I know people that got full survival gear. Like, they got the the steel blankets. They got pocket knives. They got Flint's fire starter. They got all this crazy, like, craziness. Like, I'm just like, man, what do you expect to happen to you? Do you have a cell phone? Do they? I'm looking for a Subaru, and it comes with, like, a full survival gear. What? Like I'm like, yeah. do you think, like some people, I'm like, dude, do you think the apocalypse is something tomorrow? Like, Maybe or? they think the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, not at oh, Baker Mayfield's shoot. the starter, and that means the world is over. That when the Browns the win the starts. Super Bowl, please, at that point. Pretty sure there's a prophecy. I think so. When all the Cleveland teams have won a championship. Oh, my gosh. We'll be left to the Indians, and then we'll, everyone will be on pins yep. and needles. Well, you it's remember it. how close they were? Yeah. They it's were in Revelations. Super close. It's in Revelations. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> When the three Cleveland rings combine. My goodness. Well, we're going to ask everyone to read. Like, read your words yourself. <laughs> Find please me that verse. Take, I please think don't sh- take his word for it. Please. I beg you. Take God's word for it. Do that, actually, though. For real. No smiles. Did we come up with the third name? Yeah. Because we can't just end. That would be even Nike. worse ending than the other Nike. One. Water's rising. Barbecue sauce. Sweet baby rays. It's SBR. There we go. And with that, that has been Sunday Super. We've never done that. Guys, guys, guys. it on the track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got me on the DJ turned me up. Hey, did I'm a superstar. No, I'm a hair. I'm a Credits start rolling. <laughs> KSC is awesome. <laughs>